0: This is The Rundown. The rundown. The Rundown. Hosted by Luke Lipinski. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station.
1: Live from the Auction Community Studios for the next two hours, Luke Lipinski here with you. Michaela Perkins behind the glass. And, uh a very weird weekend, certainly. We're going to try and make sports a distraction for the next two hours. I think there's a lot of value to that. And with the uh, the NFL League year, what's starting on Wednesday, legal tampering beginning today, we knew we were going to have some stuff to talk about today. And then the Cardinals just took over the entire NFL for pretty much the duration of March 16th, 2020. So let's, uh, let's jump right into it
0: with Rapid Reaction. The Rundown Rapid Reaction. Rapid reaction. Rapid reaction. Reacting to today's top three trending sports stories.
1: Well, number one on the list, and this is going to be a theme throughout the show tonight, is certainly the Arizona Cardinals not only trading David Johnson away, but somehow getting DeAndre Hopkins back in the deal. Not eating any of David Johnson's salary. They now have money to sign Kenyon Drake or whatever running back that you know they, they end up with they've addressed the receiver need they've addressed it in a big way I mean DeAndre Hopkins immediately becomes your number one receiver and that's not this is not one of those situations where it's like well he's the best player on the Cardinals he's the best receiver on the Cardinals so he's our number one receiver now he's one of the two or three best in the NFL somebody that if I was a, a Houston Texans fan I would I don't even know how I would feel well I do but I probably can't say it on the air you' just traded away a just a perennial pro bowler. A guy it's not like it's not like he's wrapping up his career. You're still going to get what three or four probably really good years out of DeAndre Hopkins. You look at his numbers and they've been impressive every single year, but he hasn't had Deshaun Watson every year of his career. I mean, that's the thing. For a lot of of DeAndre Hopkins' career, he had like Case Keenum. I think he even had you have Ryan Mallett throwing him the ball at one point. Like if you start to go through the list of quarterbacks that threw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, it's not on the same level of some of the quarterbacks that have thrown the ball to Larry Fitzgerald, but they can have a conversation about it next year on the sidelines while the defense is out there on the field. Now they've both got Kyler Murray throwing them the ball. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a win on so many levels for the Cardinals, and we're going to get deep into it on the show tonight because... You know, you can look at it on surface, uh, just on the surface and say, okay, the Arizona Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins. That's awesome. But there's just so much more to it than that. And, I mean, where does this put the Cardinals in the NFC West? I know we had a poll up earlier today of who's going to win the NFC West, and it was like 49% Cardinals and like 35% 49ers, and it was like 18% uh, Seahawks and whatever. Um, I'll try and pull that up, but I'm not at that point. I'm not going to sit here and say the Cardinals are going to win the NFC West. I'm not even going to say the Cardinals are a playoff team yet. But, I mean, look at what this does. You have to have a deal like this if you want to rebuild quickly. Now, I know, you can push back and say, well, it's taken the Cardinals a little while to get to this point. That's true. But where they were a year ago at this time, it looked like it was going to be a long rebuild. And even last year, with Kyler Murray, looking the way he did, I mean, he's still got to take steps forward. But looking the way he did as a rookie was pretty impressive. They still won five games. But now, when you get somebody to just make a terrible deal like this with you, hey, look, if you play fantasy football, you've had this experience. Hopefully, you've been on the Cardinals' side of it. Where some owner in your league just temporarily loses it and makes you some ridiculous offer, and you're like, I, I, I guess I have to click accept. This guy's handing me his best player. That's essentially what this was. DeAndre Hopkins was, was Houston's best player. And... We would have all been happy if the Cardinals just traded David Johnson. 24 hours ago, it was like, can we get any team to take David Johnson and not make us eat all the money? How much are we going to give up? To, that was the talk at the end of the season. I remember that on postgame shows. How much are we going to have to give a team to take David Johnson so we don't just have to cut him and eat that much of the salary? And somehow that went to, hey, we got a team to take him. Oh, okay, cool. Who is it? Oh, it's Houston? Okay. Uh, and they're going to give us their best player. All right. Well, then I guess we have to do that trade, don't we? So now you've got Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins as your receivers. So they've, they've, they've allowed Kyler Murray uh, some pieces to work with. You're probably going to have Kenyon Drake. And it's worth noting that the NFL expanded by two playoff spots yesterday. So it's funny. I, I tweeted out earlier today, like, you know, the NFL expands the playoffs and the Cardinals add DeAndre Hopkins. Like, it's not that far fetched to think this team could at least make a push for a wild card spot. And somebody wrote back, well, you can't make the playoffs if you're the fourth team in your division. Well, probably true, but technically not. You could make the playoffs as the fourth place team in the NFC West because there's three wild cards in the NFC now. Um, you know, obviously, everybody in the division would just have to be beating everybody outside the division. But you get the point. If the Cardinals move up even into third in the NFC West, it's not inconceivable that they're at least in playoff contention this year. Now, they've got work to do still this offseason, but they have managed to address one of their bigger needs without really spending any money because they just saved all the money on David Johnson. And if a guy like Isaiah Simmons falls to them in the draft, you can just hammer defense in the draft now, and that's the thing. That's why you if you want to rebuild quickly you need somebody to make a deal like this with you. It's it's you know, it's like San Francisco, a couple years ago, the 49ers get Jimmy Garoppolo from the Patriots. Whatever you think of Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers then decided we have our franchise quarterback and Garoppolo's not bad. So they were able to just pile up on defensive players in the draft and look where they are now. I mean, they were leading in the second half of the Super Bowl. Uh, Also on the list, it's funny, this has been overshadowed now, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it more here uh, in the weeks to come. Cardinals put the transition tag on Kenyon Drake. Doesn't mean they are guaranteed Kenyon Drake, but it puts them in a pretty good spot to be able to match any team. And because they coupled this with the deal of David Johnson to Houston, if you're another team that thought, okay, well, the Cardinals put the transition tag on Kenyon Drake so they're willing to pay $8.5 million. Well, we'll just come in with a $9.5 million offer. What are they going to do? They still have David Johnson on the roster. Well, no. Not anymore. I mean, none of this is technically official till Wednesday. But if some team comes in with an offer of $9.8 million to Kenyon Drake, A, they're going to be doing it because they want Drake. It's not just going to be to drive the price up on the Cardinals. But B, the Cardinals can just match it. It's it's uh, this was Wizardry by Steve Kime today. And we'll talk about what this does for his public image in this city as well. I still think Steve Kime has obviously made a lot of mistakes in drafts, but he's made some good moves as well, and this is by far the best. Because even if David Johnson lands in Houston and just goes off for the Texans this year... And I like David Johnson as a person. I'm not, like, rooting against him. It's not like they traded him to San Francisco. But even if he goes into Houston and has a great year it's still a great move for the Cardinals because they weren't going to use him. So now, instead of David Johnson, who doesn't seem to fit in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, and even if you think maybe he could down the line, Cliff Kingsbury didn't believe David Johnson could fit in his offense. That's kind of a problem. Now, instead of that, you have Kenyon Drake, who, yeah, it's three three really good games that the Cardinals. I mean, we do need to, we need to look at it that way. It's not like Kenyon Drake has a three-year track record. But... Three excellent games out of eight with the Cardinals, and he has the trust of his coaching staff, and, and he just he clearly fits this offense. So instead of David Johnson, instead of being stuck with David Johnson, you have Kenyon Drake, and honestly, more important to me than any of that, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Unreal. I I, I cannot think of another trade that the Cardinals have ever made this big. I know it's been all over social media today. What are the best trades in Arizona sports history? Charles Barkley, Kurt Schilling, JD Martinez certainly come up there. Um, JD Martinez, though, remember, was a rental. Now he got the D backs into the playoffs. That was a great trade. But wow, DeAndre Hopkins, I just it, I never would have thought they were getting Hopkins from Houston. There's not a lot of trades or moves in sports that surprise you when you when you do this job, or really, even if you're just a real big fan of, of sports and you follow it closely, there's not a lot of moves that surprise you. This one surprised me. Surprised that Houston would be willing to move DeAndre Hopkins. Surprised that the Cardinals were able to get him from Houston. And then surprised that they got Houston to take David Johnson and his contract uh, in return. Also in the rapid reaction, Major League Baseball adhering to the CDC suggestion He shouldn't have a group of more than 50 people together for the next eight weeks at least. So Major League Baseball immediately jumping on that and saying their season won't start until at least mid-May. I mean, this is back to the very serious side of sports and, and the unknown, obviously. Serious side of everything, I guess, and how it intersects with sports. That's the unknown, but it looks like we won't have baseball till at least mid-May. Um, the NBA is looking at what dates as, as late as July. I mean, we heard last week they were looking at if they have to play the playoffs in August. I am fascinated by what the NBA is going to do because of what Gambo... Uh, mentioned last week I heard him talking about with burns on, on burns and Gambo today too but he mentioned it when he was on this show on Friday night Gambo did of you know if this is something that the NBA has to do and it works and they like the ratings they may just do this permanently and start the season in late December and go through August or whatever each year and that's that's an interesting thought, not only because it is, it's something I've always wondered why they don't just do that, because they can compete with just baseball for a good chunk of their season instead of the NFL and NHL and college football and you know, just uh, just less sports to compete with, but also if they have to push it back late into the summer this year, it's not like, okay, our season ended on August 20th, we awarded the, uh, we awarded the championship trophy, and now we have to turn around and start playing again a month and a half later or whatever for the 2020-21 season. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. But it looks like we're not going to have uh, baseball or the NBA into the summer. We are going to have the NFL draft, it looks like, as scheduled uh, in late April. When we come back, we're going to jump deeper into this trade. What does it do to the NFC West? And really, this is just the NFC in general. What does it say about Kyler Murray and his reputation around the NFL now? The Cardinals could be a fun team to play for. And if other players are saying that, too, it makes things easier. That's next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski at 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.
0: NFL free agency frenzy on the Rundown. 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.
1: Back to the show. That's funny. If you search for DeAndre Johnson on ESPN right now on Google, it brings up the... Um, Texas Southern quarterback. Is it possible that's who they thought they were trading? I don't know. It's, it's, it's mildly alarming. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers with the um, with the Texans, and I, and I do think this is worth pointing out. I know we talked about it a little bit last segment. Most For the most part, his numbers have come with no real good quarterback play. I mean, Hopkins has put up year after year, this is just some of his numbers, 104 catches last year, 115 catches the year before. 96, 78, 111, 76, 52. I mean, that, that's his whole career going all the way back to 2013. But Deshaun Watson's only been in the league a couple of years. So Hopkins has been making, and if you watch him, I mean, he he makes pretty much every catch. It, this is not just, a oh, he has decent numbers. Oh, you should take him in the first round of your fantasy league. Now he's like, he has been perennially one of the best receivers in the NFL now for six of the seven years of his career. And he was decent as a rookie, too. So for him to put together the seasons he has put together the last few years, and then for the Texans to decide that they didn't want him anymore, it, it's still, it's this is going to baffle me for a while. Here's Adam Schefter on what exactly fueled this
2: trade. They were in a situation where they didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins a new deal going forward. That's something that he's looking for. So they were willing to trade him to Arizona, which I think will be willing to give DeAndre Hopkins a new deal at that point in time. And we'll see how that works out. But DeAndre Hopkins sent to Arizona David Johnson, which was a contract that I don't think the Cardinals were crazy about keeping, is sent to Houston. David Johnson becomes the third running back The Texans have dealt for in the last year. They traded for Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and now David Johnson. What's
1: what's really, the more I think about this, what's really stunning to me is the Cardinals didn't even showcase David Johnson down the stretch last year. Like, I know I've referenced this a, a million times on this show. They threw the ball to him five times after that Tampa Bay game. But the reason I bring that up is because even if you thought, okay, Kenyon Drake is just clearly a better running back for our system. It's 2019 at the time. It's, it's 2020 now. Almost no teams rely exclusively on one running back. They just don't. So even if you thought, okay, Kenyon Drake's going to be our guy, and your, your mindset in the, the final few weeks of the season last year was, but we want to win our games no matter what. Even though we're not going to make the playoffs, we want to win. And that was very clearly. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime and everybody associated with the team, that was clearly their mindset. They weren't trying to get a better draft pick. They wanted to win late in the season, even though they were out of the playoff race, which I completely respect and applaud. But even if that's your mindset, don't you look at David Johnson and say, Yeah, you know what? He doesn't, he doesn't run in our system. It just doesn't, or he's not running right, or he's hurt, or he's lost something. He's lost his edge or he's he's timid or whatever, but he can still catch. So we'll just get him involved in the passing game. They threw him the ball five times after November 10th. There is no way they wanted to have him back. So I hear what Adam Schefter is saying in that clip we just played. Houston maybe didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins when his contract was up. Okay, the Cardinals had to get rid of David Johnson today, basically. There's no way that was a secret. We've been talking about it. You've been talking about it with your friends. If you're a Cardinals fan, if you're just an NFL fan that lives in Arizona, if you drafted David Johnson on your fantasy team, you've known full well since about early December at the latest that the Cardinals were going to do everything they could to move on from him. I remember people talking about the possibility of the Cardinals just cutting him and eating some of that salary, eating a lot of that salary, which I, I never thought was feasible and and very uh, unintelligent, but still, I understand why people had that thought because David Johnson, now for a couple years, has not looked like David Johnson, and this past year, at the start of the year, he didn't even really look like a running back. Now, I will say this, I don't think he's necessarily done. Houston's going to showcase him as best they can now because they are getting so much backlash for this deal, and also... Even if Bill O'Brien didn't get along with DeAndre Hopkins or whatever was going on there, he has to know he just traded one of the best receivers in the NFL. So he likes something he's seen in David Johnson since 2016. You don't make this trade for for highlights you were watching from four years ago. So Bill O'Brien, I, I have to think in a lot of ways, is tied to David Johnson having success in Houston. They're going to feed him the ball. David Johnson has to be motivated to prove people wrong after what happened last year. I would have thought he would have been in the second half of last year, but to be fair, the Cardinals also weren't giving him the ball in the second half of last year, so we don't really know if he was or if he wasn't. But even if David Johnson goes to Houston and is really good this year, the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins out of it, and they now have the money to sign Kenyon Drake, or if something goes wrong there, if somehow some team comes in and and still is able to... To, to take Drake away from the Cardinals I mean they can get another running back that wouldn't be ideal obviously these two moves were made in tandem but um, I just I continue to, to try and figure out what Houston was thinking and I think Schefter's clip of audio right there gives some insight but again there's a difference between we don't necessarily want to pay DeAndre Hopkins down the line here and we have to get rid of David Johnson today Well, Kenyon Drake's got to be happy for a guy that a year ago at this time or look really even into, what, about week six or seven last season looked like his career was just kind of going to be flat, I guess, week six. Looked like He was just going to kind of not go down the path of Josh Rosen, but he was on Josh Rosen's team. But just sort of that, I'm stuck in Miami. I can't really seem to make anything work here, and... You know, you're an NFL running back at the time. Kenyon Drake it was 25. You had to be thinking, okay, I'll just play out my contract with Miami, and I'm probably not going to make a lot of money because teams are just seeing the numbers I put up with Miami, but I'll just have to start my career over uh, in 2020. Instead, he gets dealt to the Cardinals, has that really impressive game against the 49ers on Halloween night, 110 yards on 15 carries when he shouldn't have even known the offense. It was a Thursday night game. Then he doesn't really do much for four weeks. But he closes out the season with 137 and four touchdowns against Cleveland, 166 and two touchdowns against Seattle, and then 60 and one against the Rams. And all of a sudden, he's getting at least $8.5 million this year. Probably going to come to terms with a longer-term deal, I would assume. He, if this all works out, is going to be on a team where he knows the coach believes in him. He knows he fits in the offense. And oh, by the way, that offense now suddenly has DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk as receivers, and the reigning Rookie of the Year quarterback. The offensive line, I'm not going to say this is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL because it isn't, but it was, it was pretty significantly improved last year. So I, I think on some level it is fair to have, I don't want to say reservations about Kenyon Drake. I think, I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. I really do. But, I mean, it's fair to look at him and say almost all of his production with the Cardinals came in three games. So you just you want to see him spread that out and, and do it more consistently next year. He only had eight games with the Cardinals. But here's his numbers last year. Eight games with the Cardinals, 643 yards on the ground, and eight touchdowns. Those are great numbers. But 413 of those and seven of the touchdowns came in just three games. So he had 230 rushing yards and one touchdown in the other five games he played. I'm just putting that out there just so you have the numbers. It's not like the Cardinals just put the transition tag on Walter Payton today. But what they did is they got a guy they know fits. And when you keep making changes at the coaching position, one of the things that you really take a hit on is continuity. And that was very obvious with David Johnson, I think in a lot of ways, and maybe part of the reason I still think he can salvage his career in Houston, although he's going to be playing for a new coach again, is that he has been bounced around in all these different offenses the last few years? Some guys can handle that, some guys can't. Uh, and maybe he would have been better this year. I mean, there's certainly there is certainly a world where David Johnson struggled last year. He didn't fumble against Tampa Bay because that seemed to be the final straw. Maybe he doesn't fumble against Tampa Bay. Um, he's not hurt. They don't go out and make that deal for Kenyon Drake. David Johnson closes out the season. Just the way he was running, I, I don't, I don't think that that. I just can't envision a scenario where he finished last year strong. But there's, there's a world where he finishes the, the season out okay and then is better this year with the Cardinals. You know, He's not being pushed by a guy like Drake. He's just, he's the guy. And in year two in this offense, he gets it a little bit more. But that was just, there's so many ifs to get to that point. And even, even if you could get to that point, it's not as good as this one. Drake stepped right in, fit in the offense. That's just the bottom line. The only hangup cardinals fans had with Kenyon drake by the end of last year was yeah but are you really going to pay him when you're already paying david johnson and if you're optimistic you're like okay are you really going to pay drake that much when you're still paying what half of david johnson's salary while he's playing for bruce arians in tampa bay but now it's not that and he turned it into deandre hopkins it's it's amazing all right we come back how does this impact the cardinals draft because the draft it sounds like will still be going according to plan in late april That's next. It's The Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: NFL free agency frenzy on The Rundown, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
1: Luke Lipinski back here with you. You heard Michaela Perkins there with the update. She is behind the glass. We've got that mock draft tracker up on ArizonaSports.com. Honestly, one of the best things I think we have up there just because it is – it's – you need that, right? This time of year when you're, when you're getting into mock draft season, instead of sitting there and scrolling through and searching all over the internet, they're all right there for you. And it's, it just goes through each, each mock draft. It'll tell you this is where they, uh, they have – this is who they have the Cardinals taking at eight, and it's got the link where you can look at the entire draft. Now, there's three new ones up there from today, but I'm going to assume none of these have really taken into account the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. Um but let's let's start here. Okay, well here here's here's what the three today have the Cardinals taking. SB Nation has them going with CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I mean, I'm assuming they're not doing that now. Draft uh, Draftwire has them taking Tristan Wirfs, of course, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. A lot of a lot of mocks don't even have him available at eight. And CBS Sports, three round draft. I love those ones. Cause especially a year like this where there's receivers pretty deep into the draft, although now you don't need one. Uh Makai Becton, the offensive tackle out of Louisville, that's who they have the Cardinals taking at pick number eight there if you just look at the Cardinals offense as it stands right now and there's still plenty of the offseason here to go um, I would make the point that two years ago having free agency before the draft probably hurt the Cardinals because they went out there and they threw all that money at Sam Bradford and then all of a sudden Josh Rosen became available and you know, even 10 minutes after the draft that night, or after the first round of the draft, everybody was looking and say, wow, I can't believe the Cardinals got Josh Rosen. They also just threw all that money at Sam Bradford. Too bad these, the order of these wasn't flipped. Now, as it turns out, they lost on both fronts, so it didn't, really, didn't ultimately matter. I guess it did because they could have not given that money to Sam Bradford. But this year, having free agency and, and the ability to make trades before the draft definitely helps the Cardinals. Because now they don't have to take a receiver. I wouldn't hate the idea of taking a receiver in the third round. It's probably not my strategy going into the draft, but we have heard so much about this draft class that it is deepest at receiver, and you can feasibly get a high-end second rounder, maybe as low as the third or even fourth round. Now you have to remember the Cardinals aren't going to have their second-round pick, so so maybe I wouldn't love that too much, but if. They at least have the option. If there is just some amazing receiver there, and even if he's 12th off the board at the position, but he should be a high-end second rounder, and he's there in the third round, and maybe a trade down, and you get him in the middle of the third round, and you add another pick or something, I wouldn't hate that. We don't know that we have anything in Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler. um, Keyshawn Johnson seems like he's something. Maybe not anything like amazing, but maybe he can be your fourth or fifth receiver. I also don't think we fully know how many receivers this offense can feed. But the point is, you don't have to address offense now. You've still got free agency, time to make trades. You've still got the draft. The Cardinals still pick high in the first round, and they still pick high in a lot of the rounds of this draft. But if the season started tomorrow, and this was your offense going in, you'd be fine with it. I would. I mean, I want to know who the backup quarterback is, just in case. Stuff like that. But for the most part, all the all the big pieces, all the starters, yeah, I'm fine with that. What this allows you to do now is focus everything on defense, which is what you need to do. And if by some just stroke of luck for the Cardinals, Isaiah Simmons is still there at eight, I mean, I, they would jump all over that, obviously. I don't think that will happen. I mean, I'm seeing mocks where he goes like third overall. Um, and and that's possible with Matt Patricia in Detroit and his focus on defense. Like Jeff Okuda, he could be there, the corner, out of Ohio State. Uh, Derek Brown, I'm looking at CBS's mock right now. They have Derek Brown going to pick after the Cardinals. They have the Cardinals taking Mekhi Becton. They can just basically go all in on defense now for a while. Vance Joseph is probably in these meetings like, hey, remember this side of the ball now? Like, That's great. Offensive coach. Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's cool. Now let's focus on the defense. But uh, but now they, they, have, they have the ability to do that. And I will just keep hammering the point home. There's an extra playoff spot now in the NFC. Yeah, I think we're going to try this um, fairly consistently going forward. And we'll maybe make this a full segment in the future. And we don't have a name for it yet. So congratulations if you're listening. You're in on the ground level.
3: You're guinea pigs.
1: Yes. But in a good way because... What we're going to do is just kind of get some some athlete reaction to in the future. It'll probably be just anything that's going on in the world of sports off social media. But today, because there was so much, we're going to just focus on not just NFL players, but just athlete reaction to the move by the Cardinals to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. So, Michaela, what do you have for us?
3: All right. We're going to start off with P squared. Patrick Peterson tweeted, K-1, Kyler Murray, plus Larry Fitzgerald, plus DeAndre Hopkins, equals problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, for some reason, I don't think Patrick Peterson wants to leave now as much as he did, like, a year ago.
3: Yeah, I don't think he's asking to be traded this year.
1: No, no. This is um, this is suddenly a fun team. This offense, Kingsbury calling the offense, Kyler Murray going into year two, three, like, legit receiving threats. Uh, not just threats, I mean, Fitz... Re- Pretty confident what he's going to do each year. Christian Kirk, I think the last two years they've leaned on him too much. What if he stays healthy all year and he's your third receiver? Yeah. And obviously DeAndre Hopkins is just a beast. So uh, not a shock that Patrick Peterson is all of a sudden a little more excited about this team than he was 12, 15, 18 months ago.
3: And I will say his math is pretty dead on. That's a good equation.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Over in the NBA, John Morant tweeted, Texans traded a killer with a facepalm emoji. DeAndre Hopkins tuned in AZ gang.
1: (laughs) I don't know how. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, you've probably just shut down on free agency this year already. Again, they were up on Kansas City by 20 points in the second quarter of a playoff game last year. That was only, what, two months ago? And now they are—they don't look like a playoff team at all. I have all the respect in the world for Deshaun Watson, but that doesn't look like a playoff team at all. When, when athletes from other sports are reacting to your trade and they're all reacting the same way and it's negative, you can't feel good about that.
3: Well, along those lines, Eric Gordon from the Rockets tweeted, Man, I thought DeAndre Hopkins would never leave Houston. He's a special player.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they could possibly justify this. I really, I really don't. Um, And you see the reaction from Cardinals players Mm -hmm. and then the reaction from Texans players. Yeah.
3: Chandler Jones tweeted, best news in 2020 with a fire emoji. Chase Edmonds had probably my favorite reaction on Twitter. His initial reaction was, ha, 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 buffoons with the laughing, crying face. And then he tweeted a second tweet saying, yo, finally, we got a whole bleep armed robbery.
2: (laughs) And
1: buffoons was spelled B-A-F-O-O-N or something. It was great. In the excitement. He was very excited. He was. Now, you have to wonder how all of this makes David Johnson feel, right?
3: I was going to say that earlier. I feel like this kind of makes David Johnson feel like a second rate citizen. Like, I think it's a big deal that he was traded away. Obviously, he was a big piece of the team in 2015, and these guys are acting like he just got rid of someone from the practice squad.
1: (laughs) <laughs> they really are. I, like, which side hurts more? The Texans that are just like, I can't believe that we just did this? Or, I mean, I have to think Chase Edmonds. And, and he responded to somebody. Yeah, uh, he I said,
3: g- Zero disrespect. That's big bro. I wish him well. But we basically only gave up a second round for D Hop. And that's my friend. It's robbery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is. I mean, absolutely, is robbery. I mean, there's no way around it. This is like, there are heist movies that are more believable than this trade actually happening. And if you're Chase Edmonds, all of a sudden you just became the second string running back on a very fun offense. Behind a guy, again, Kenyon Drake, we all expect good things from him. I 100% do if he's here in Arizona this year. But he's had three really good games at the Cardinals. So if you're Chase Edmonds, you're going to be a part of this offense. And it's going to be a fun offense. But, yeah, if I'm David Johnson, I'm looking at, like, Patrick Mahomes tweeted something out. He, he just tweeted Yeah, he out, couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um Do you have more?
3: Yeah. Christian Kirk tweeted 10 plus 13 plus 11 equals scary sight. Welcome to the squad, bro. Let's eat. So another math equation that was very well thought out. Kyler Murray eventually tweeted, let's get right at DeAndre Hopkins. So they're all very excited over here in Cardinals land.
1: Jalen Ramsey just tweeted out what with a a bunch of exclamation points and question marks. He's going to have to cover DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sure now with the uh, with the Rams. But To get that sort of universal reaction across the board, like typically when do NBA players care about a trade the Arizona Cardinals made?
3: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Unless it's something involving Larry Fitzgerald, which it never has been. But I mean, when do NBA players even care about Cardinals news? And now all of a sudden, how about the image of the Arizona Cardinals now? They are the team that just ripped off the Texans and got one of the best receivers in the NFL. They've got the reigning rookie of the year quarterback. Cliff Kingsbury is still one of the you know, the, the new, young, innovative minds on offense in the NFL. This, this is the sort of team that, if you're not a Cardinals fan, you might still tune in next year when your team's not playing. And in years past, like, there was two or three years there. We know it. Living here in town, like, it was tough to tune into the Cardinals when they were your favorite team. All right, you got one more?
3: Yeah, I figured we'd just end with a tweet from DeAndre Hopkins himself. He said, "The Texans organization served me well. The city of Houston served me well, and my teammates served me well. The city of Houston will forever be loved. Now it's time to bring a championship to AZ. Hop out."
1: I like. Is that going to be a sign off now all the time? Hop, Hop out. out. I
3: like that. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I haven't really considered it. And this is this may sound crazy. So much from Hopkins' perspective. I mean, he was on a team that was in the playoffs last year. He goes to a team that probably won't make the playoffs this year, although they could. It's still too early. We have to know what happens the rest of this offseason. So, I mean, if anything for him, he goes from Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray. Like, he did finally have a good quarterback. So, if anything for him, it's maybe a lateral move with some upside. It doesn't sound like him and Bill O'Brien got along, so I'm sure he's pretty excited about that. I am very interested in the idea, though, that, that guys want to play with Kyler Murray. And this came up last week with Stephon Diggs, even though it, it proved to be nothing, where he was... You know, running drills in a, in a Cardinals sweatshirt. But just there's, there's a lot more credibility with this team right now. And it's crazy because they've won eight games total over the last two years, but they haven't. And I think you can very, very confidently feel like this team is on the way up. That's, I think you probably felt like that heading into this offseason, but you didn't know what the trajectory was. But you just added one of the best receivers in football. It's not It's not inconceivable you could turn this around and be in wild card contention this year. If you were in a different division, I mean, maybe you could look at the top of the division, but there's just... Any of those other three teams could still win the NFC West. I don't know that I could pick the Cardinals to win the NFC West, but what I like about this team now, depending what they do in the draft and everything, and they obviously still have some holes on defense, we don't really know what the ceiling is on this offense. Year one? Okay. I mean, that's... That's Kingsbury getting used to the NFL, and that's Kyler Murray getting used to the NFL. But year two, it's like Kyler Murray's going to be comfortable. Kingsbury's going to be really confident in his play calling, and now you add a piece like Hopkins in there. And you don't—I don't think David Johnson, the person, was a distraction last year, but that was hanging over the team. And, and, and I don't think it was David Johnson's fault. But come on, it was it was very clearly hanging over the team. For the longest time, all anybody was talking about was David Johnson. And he was barely playing. All right, before we go to break, you got one more, Mikhail?
3: Yeah, so he posted this both, uh, DeAndre Hopkins posted this both on Twitter and Instagram. And the audio is hilarious. This is what it is.
0: (laughs) Sensational. That's the word you're looking for. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, sensational.
3: That's very uh, Kawhi Leonard-esque. But LeBron James actually commented on it on Instagram and said, love it. Keep rising, young king. Yeah. So you got the king of basketball telling you to keep rising, which is pretty crazy.
1: After he shook your hand mid-game while you were eating a bag of gummy bears last year. Remember that? I mean, Kyler Murray, he gets the the recognition from LeBron James, and he gets to throw to DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk next season. It's uh, a good time to be Kyler Murray. And good for him, because he suffered through a pretty rough season last year. All right, we come back. Steve Kine was much maligned. Does this change your view of him heading towards the 2020 season? That's next. It's the rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: The radio is back in your home and in your office. It just looks a little different.
4: Playing the 98.7 Arizona Sports live stream.
0: Get 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station live streamed anytime on your smart speaker. Face it, we drive and sit, we work and sit, not to mention the damage we do to our bodies from exercise and simple daily activities. Life can be painful, but you can find relief with a joint chiropractic. Hi, it's Wolf for my brothers at the Joint Chiropractic. The joint gives you natural, drug free pain relief and prevention. And right now, your first visit to the joint is only $29. So don't wait to feel better. Visit one of the joint's 30 valley locations today.
5: Hi there, Paul Glanz, General Manager at Coulter Cadillac Phoenix. I know the car business, I've been in it most of my life, and choosing to work for a family-owned and operated dealership is what will set us apart when you start shopping for a car. Here you are in a number, and you can expect to be treated as a priority. Speaking of shopping for a car, this month take advantage of 0% on select Cadillac models. We are really excited about one of our newest models, the Cadillac 2020 the xt6 this vehicle is very nicely equipped and offered with zero percent financing for 60 months offered to qualified buyers plus you will receive nine thousand dollars off msrp come visit us today as a family owned and operated dealership you'll notice the difference visit us at coultercadillacphoenix.com or just down the street from the biltmore look for the car on the roof Stock number Z1314690, courtesy transportation vehicle,
6: 3,030 miles. For J.D. Power Award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
4: Hey, folks, Dave Ramsey here with the Valley's best value in replacement windows and doors. My friends at Window World will install six large premium vinyl siding windows, all with the most energy-efficient solar zone sun shield glass, tax included, for one low price of only $34. Twenty-five, And when I say large, I mean each window can be up to six feet wide by six feet tall. Heck, that's bigger than me. It's no wonder J.D. Power recently rated Window World number one in price. Plus, their true lifetime warranty is the best in the business. So even if you live on a golf course and some tourist slices one right through your window, Window World's got you covered. This is why nearly half of all Window World customers come from happy referrals. So call or schedule online at windowworldphoenix.com. That's windowworldphoenix.com. Window World, simply the best for definitely less. My wife isn't sick. My daughter's not sick. I'm not sick. For some reason, my youngest
6: daughter got sick, but she ate a whole, I don't know, chicken salad bowl full of, of junk. I don't know why she did that. She got sick, but she didn't get the flu. Why does this matter? Because we own the Air Scrubber. It's Doug from Doug and Wolf for Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. They can install the Air Scrubber. This is a device that actually removes bacteria and viruses from the surfaces of your home. It works every time your air conditioner or your heater kicks on. So it's a simple question. Do you care about the air your family breathes? How much money, how much inventory, how much do you lose when you're out out sick. What about your business if you're a business owner? How much do you lose when your employees are out sick? Install an air scrubber. Call 602-2-REPAIR. That's 602, the number two. Then R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker & Sons.
7: Voters to cast and drop off their ballots for tomorrow's election.
0: KTAR News. Coronavirus in Arizona update.
7: Hi, Martha Mauer from the KTAR News Center. There are now 18 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Arizona. The Department of Health Services today announced six new cases, four of those in Maricopa County and two in Pima County. All state schools are closed for the next two weeks, but tomorrow's presidential preference election will go on. Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs says they've partnered with Arizona's Department of Health Services to educate poll workers and implement the necessary precautions like social distancing measures, regular intervention, for poll workers to wash their hands and guidance on how to properly and frequently sanitize election equipment and common surfaces. They're also asking all voters to wash their hands before and after using the polls. Maricopa County has consolidated polling locations to 151 Vote Anywhere Centers for voters to cast and drop off their ballots for tomorrow's election. Supervisor Steve Gallardo says don't fear.
8: We have plenty of staff that will be there to help the polling sites who are going to have the cleaning products and the hand." sanitizers, we will have a safe environment. So we encourage all voters to have an opportunity to go out and vote, exercise that right.
7: High school sports in Arizona are being put on hold for the next two weeks, but there are no plans to cancel the spring championship season. The Arizona Interclassic Association announced March 30th is the earliest the competition could resume. The Arizona Coyotes and Hilla River Arena are teaming up to support the arena's part-time and hourly employees previously scheduled to work the remaining Coyotes' eight home games through April 4th, which is the end of the NHL's regular season. The Coyotes will also support all club part-time and hourly employees. In a message from Coyotes captain Oliver ekman Larson.
2: Uh, we miss playing in front of you guys, uh, but this is big, bigger than hockey. And I hope you guys take care of yourself and each other. And stay safe and see you soon.
7: The league paused the season last Thursday. For continuous coverage, tune to 92.3 FM, the KTAR app, and head to ktar.com slash coronavirus.
0: Free agency frenzy on the rundown 987 FM Arizona Sports Station.
1: Alright, right out of the gate here we have breaking news. What is it?
3: Marcus Mariota is now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Wow. Is that well, okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was that was uh was not what I was expecting. But he is. I don't know what that means for the Raiders. I really, uh, I I don't, uh, I don't totally know what the Raiders are doing. I don't totally know where Tom Brady is going. But uh, yeah, Marcus Mariota.
3: You want to know another weird move I thought of today that I thought happened today? Huh? Case Keenum going to the Browns. I don't. Does that just mean like buy Baker, have fun sitting on the bench?
1: No, it doesn't mean that. But here's the thing. If you, if you, if you try to make too much sense of what the Browns do, and I'm not even necessarily focusing on that one move. You'll just get dizzy, like it's just—it's not worth your time. Let the Browns fans suffer through that. Somebody tweeted me the the picture of uh, the Browns handing the baton of worst front office to the Texans. I'm not going to go that far, uh, but yeah, I don't know what the Texans were doing today. Um, and I got I a decent a number of uh, tweets into the show, Travis. That goes as far as we don't need the extra wild card spot. Winning the West doesn't seem so crazy. I'm not going to go that far yet. But two years from now, I definitely think the Cardinals could win this division. And I do think they are a playoff contender because there is now a seventh spot in the NFC and the AFC. uh, Depending what they do with the defense. And that's what a lot of, like, Raising Zona wrote back and said, let's see how they can upgrade the defense in the offseason. But you're on to something. A lot of people want to see what the defense can do. But the fact... Icebag Nick wrote in my Houston Texans buddy is melting down over this. Yeah, I would guess so. I I really can't imagine there's nothing you can tell your Houston Texans friends to make them feel better other than well, hey, at least we're going to be happy in Arizona. Um Trevor, should we just go after Watt, too? I yeah. guess
3: uh Major League Baseball didn't punish Houston fans enough, so Bill O'Brien just did it for him. <laughs>
1: That's uh that sounds like a Michaela Perkins original right there. It's um yeah, look, nobody's going to feel sorry for sports fans in Houston right now. And uh, Mike Tannenbaum,
5: ESPN, described the Cardinals' trade like this. When we just talk about running backs, um, it's such a cautionary tale. I mean, we could go on about Derrick Henry and why Derrick Henry got franchised, because I'm sure they're looking at all these other running back deals, saying, well, why, why would we do anything that's you know longer term than you know maybe a year or two? But I think right. you're right. I think Arizona's killing two birds with one stone. They're getting out from under the $10 million guarantee they have with David Johnson and he got arguably maybe the best receiver in the game who's 27 years old. It's
1: that thing. He's only 27 and he you absolutely can make the case that he's the best receiver in the NFL. Now maybe he won't be this year, but I fully expect DeAndre Hopkins to be one of the five best receivers in the NFL. Maybe he'll finish 6th in receiving yards or something. I mean, you can find different stats to make your argument different ways, but when the Cardinals had out there in week 1 of the season, and every subsequent week that, that DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, I'm going to feel like they have one of the three or four best receivers in the NFL that Kyler Murray's throwing to, and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, this is Adam Schefter talking about what this might do to the Cardinals' draft plans.
2: Now, a lot of people felt like the Cardinals could go wide receiver in the first round, C.D. Lamb maybe, And this is a case where I think that they change their draft priorities because you go get DeAndre Hopkins, a young wide receiver, to match with Kyler Murray and give him a chance to really accelerate in his his second year.
1: So I go back to the question I posed heading into the break. How much does this change your view on Steve Kime? I mean, he is responsible for a lot of botched draft picks. What I would always say with that is there's not any GMs out there that have a perfect record when it comes to the draft. But Steve Keim has, has botched a number of first-round picks. But now in the last two off-seasons, he flipped it, and went all in on Kyler Murray, and that's working. I think that's a huge thing not only in sports but in life. If you realize you made a mistake, it's better to, to fix it than to sit there and insist that you didn't make a mistake and just keep losing. So I give him credit for that. Um, The move today, though, and I know Burns and Gambo had a poll that was kind of like, who do you credit for this move? And a lot of people were like, I credit Houston for not knowing what they're doing. But that's true, 100%. But one of the things you have to do as a GM is look around the league and see which teams are dysfunctional or which teams there's something weird going on with. I'm sure most GMs in the NFL know that Bill O'Brien, just for whatever reason, was done with DeAndre Hopkins. So how do you jump in there and exploit that? Because that's where you get a player that's really good for pennies on the dollar. And when you consider all the other factors, that's essentially what the Cardinals did. They got one of the best receivers in the NFL for pennies on the dollar. If you looked at this trade two years ago and said, hey, the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans got David Johnson, well, then you might say, okay, the Cardinals got one of the best receivers in the NFL and the Texans Got a running back that was one of the best receivers in the NFL in twenty six or running backs in the NFL in twenty sixteen. But it's not twenty sixteen. It's not twenty eighteen. We're going into twenty twenty and David Johnson for three years has just been mediocre or injured. So the fact that they were able to move him, get out from under that contract, and get DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, I know there was picks involved, but you essentially lost a second round pick in all this. He didn't even lose money. So I was one of those people that was skeptical about you know, what do you, are we just going to stick with Steve Kime no matter what heading into this offseason? I like the Kyler Murray move. I like some moves he has made over the years. I think people just forget about those, but I also don't like a lot of moves he's made. But this move, uh, this is probably going to be the best move he makes as an NFL GM. You don't typically get the opportunity to, to fix two problems in one trade. All right, we come back, hour number two of the show. We'll get back into. Uh, We'll get back into this trade. I also just kind of want to look at what the new CBA means for the NFL as well. The uh, the, the reload reload is up next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. The Rundown Reload. Rundown Reload.
1: Hour number two of the show live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios. You know, it's, it's crazy, too, because up until yesterday, we didn't even know for sure if the league year was gonna start when it's supposed to in the nfl and then the cba got agreed to late on saturday night and then that trade calais campbell to baltimore yesterday and everybody's like calais campbell got traded we're gonna talk about this for three weeks and then the cardinals uh, did whatever they did to the texans they fleeced the texans and it sounds like they've got Kenyon drake in position to lock him up as well uh you heard the open it's time for the reload so michaela
3: all right, starting out, if today was any indication of how Wednesday will be, buckle up, because free agency is going to get crazy.
1: The the new CBA in itself is, we haven't even talked about it because of how insane the Cardinals' day has been. But, I mean, we may see a 17th game by the 2021 season. The way I understand it, CBA has it set up where, the league has to add that 17th game somewhere between 2021 and 2023. It's obviously a huge part of this CBA, so they're going to add it. Sounds like it'll actually probably be in 2022, but they can add it as soon as the uh, the 21 season. But we don't often see deals agreed to where the schedule itself gets changed and you add playoff teams. We we have seen playoff teams get added in Major League Baseball over the last couple years. I don't know, last five, ten years, but for the most part, that's a pretty big deal too. I mean, we're going to see fourteen teams in the playoffs next year. There's a lot more value being put on being the number one seed now in your conference because if you're the number two seed, you're playing on wild card weekend. But if you're the number one seed, you get that buy. That's so huge. I we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, later on in the week when we find out what exactly is happening with Tom Brady. I'm definitely that guy every year that's like, oh, you people are trying to figure out a way that the Patriots dynasty is over and and you're jumping the gun. If he were to leave, or even if he stays, if some other team in that division could start to get stronger, and with this new playoff format, which is maybe the biggest deal of all to me in this regard, there's no guarantee the Patriots are getting that first-round buy anymore. They had that basically on lockdown for a dozen years, and now this new format, you've actually got to be the best team in your conference, not just the best team in a weak division that's going to be a big deal for them
3: all right NBA fans cover your ears but it's looking like basketball won't be back until the summer
1: yeah I mean this is obviously stuff that we all hate to hear and talk about got to go safety first but I mean there's talk that they may not even start until June July Um, I cannot imagine the Olympics would be an obstacle I if they can move the Olympics back one year I don't know why they wouldn't just do that. I mean, I know there's a lot of logistics, but it there's a difference between, oh yeah, I'm sorry, you guys built up all these uh, these stadiums, got everything ready for the Olympics, and we're just never going to have them in your city now, or we're just going to do it next year when everybody's safer. But either way, it doesn't sound like even if the Olympics go according to plan, it doesn't sound like they're going to cut into the NBA season whenever it comes back. But yeah, we're going to be waiting a while for basketball it sounds like.
3: Following the recommendations of the CDC, Major League Baseball officially announced the that today that the regular season would be delayed by at least eight weeks and I am miserable. <laughs>
1: it's funny. You were like the first person I thought of when this happened. I'm so upset. There are few people I know who like baseball more than you.
3: My life has no meaning.
1: <laughs> well, okay, See, well, that's, that's the uh, sort of extreme uh, reaction I expect to hear from you on the show. So mid-May at the earliest, uh, Jeff Passan was saying this last week and you know, we're all just kind of trying to come up with educated guesses. The truth is, nobody knows. But two weeks, which was their original thought, maybe, maybe, optimistically, we can push it back a couple weeks in April. That was not going to happen. So this, if we get baseball back in mid-May, and I know there's talk it might not be till June or even later. There's talk it might not even be till July. Then, obviously, that's going to change some stuff up. If we get it back in mid-May, I don't know, what, chop 15 games off? Schedule no games. Chop no games off the schedule. No, so,
3: I want my one sixty-two. So, so
1: double headers every week. Yes. Um, if we can get Major League Baseball going safely in mid-May, I'll take it. Honestly, at this point.
3: All right. The Cards got to work early, placing a transition tag on running back Kenyon Drake this morning.
1: Yeah this is a this is a move that we we should all be excited about because this is a running back that Cliff Kingsbury has identified as somebody that works in his system and then we've already seen it actually work so I am excited about this move I just when you when you put it in the shadow of the DeAndre Hopkins trade there's a there's a possibility Kenyon Drake is just a decent NFL running back I mean again he doesn't have anything great to show for his career with Miami out of eight games with the Cardinals he has two great ones and another pretty impressive one it's a very small sample size, but if he ends up being the guy that they think he can be in this offense, it's going to be exciting. When that, that news came out first, everybody was kind of holding their breath of like, wait, so now at this exact moment, they're set to pay Kenyon Drake at least eight and a half million dollars and David Johnson. But then, of course, that led into the top story today.
3: Which is the fact that the Arizona Cardinals almost broke the internet today when the news had broke that they traded for Texans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Look, I'm sure a lot of this is people just wanted a distraction from sports where stuff feels like a big deal, but you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like It matters, but it's not like the stakes are not as high as they are when you're talking about actual news. That's why we love sports. It really matters. You can get lost in it, and then it. it, it but it's not like it doesn't have to alter your life if it doesn't go the way you want it to. So I think a lot of people were hungry just for some sports news today. So maybe that's part of why all these other fan bases were chiming in, and, and other athletes from other teams or other sports even chiming in and be like, "Wow, the Cardinals ripped off the Texans." That's probably part of it. But also, the Cardinals really ripped off the Texans, and it's hard for anybody that isn't Bill O'Brien apparently to see that. So. To get that reaction across the board, I have... And maybe you have seen this, Michaela, but I have yet to see anybody who likes this trade for Houston. I have yet to see a single argument. It's been seven hours.
3: I have done nothing with my free time besides be on Twitter all day. And nobody is happy about this on the Texans' side. I haven't seen one positive reaction.
1: I'm sure, like I said, there's there's a world where David Johnson goes out there and has a good season. And the Texans are like, look, we needed a running back and we got one. And we weren't going to keep DeAndre Hopkins. That's the best case scenario for them is that they break even. Um, real quick here before we hit the break, Steve Smith Sr. on NFL Network today when he was asked if this makes Houston a better team.
8: All depends on what they do with that second-round pick. And the reason I say that first is because David Johnson has not seemed like the David Johnson that we all have grown to love ever since the wrist injury. I'm not, I, I love David Johnson. I love what he does. If you're talking about fantasy, he puts up numbers. But since that wrist injury, it's been his wrist, but yet yeah, he seems to be tiptoeing. He doesn't seem to have that giddy up in his step that we saw him have the first two years. The first two years, he was remarkable. Now, even the, even the replay you're showing right now, he seems to be kind of just tiptoeing a little bit. Not, not throwing shade. I'm just saying when I compare David Johnson to the present David Johnson and what we saw the first two years, man, it's not the same. They look like two different players. So I'm not really sure uh, if... Houston got the better end of the bargain when you talk about the equity that the Arizona Cardinals have gotten by getting rid of or shipping off David Johnson.
1: That's the nicest review of this trade I've heard for Houston's side of it. Um, look, we know it here. David Johnson hasn't been 2016 David Johnson since 2016. Yes, there were injuries in there, but... You can throw all the different numbers at me and you can tell me how tentative he looks as a running back because he has. I've watched all these games. But at the end of the day, the number that really stands out to me, after that game against Tampa Bay on November 10th of 2019, from that point on, he got 12 carries and five targets. He was not going to be given the ball in this offense. So, you traded away, whether he becomes a decent player again or not, you traded away from the Cardinals' perspective nothing other than draft picks to get DeAndre Hopkins. And you got out from under that contract. Not a knock on David Johnson, the person certainly, great guy. And he may very well revive his career. But from what the Cardinals were going to get from him, you traded away nothing for DeAndre Hopkins. Trade away nothing in a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. I cannot believe they didn't have to give up a first-rounder or eat some of David Johnson's salary or something.
0: The Rundown with Luke Lipinski, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station.
1: Our final segment of the show, this has not been talked about on this show at least, but also helping the Cardinals. I don't mind the fact that DeForest Buckner got traded away from the 49ers and out of this division. That's what 19 sacks over the last two years for the 49ers. So, I mean, it's a deal that works for both them and the Colts, but works for the Cardinals in the sense that they don't have to deal with DeForest Buckner uh, up front anymore. When when Arizona is on offense now, Michaela, what's the other—this is probably the—it's not the biggest trade of the day, but it's certainly the biggest trade of the evening.
3: Yes, so some more NFL breaking news. The Bills are trading a first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick— to the Vikings, four wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, and a 2027th round pick. Sources tell
1: ESPN. Okay, so all of it was that a first, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth.
3: First, fifth, sixth, and a fourth next year
1: for Diggs and a seventh. Yes. Now, in case you have missed all of this today, the Cardinals essentially essentially traded a second rounder and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. There was fourth round pick swapped in there too, but essentially a second and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. If you're wondering. Stephon Diggs has been pretty good the last two years. His numbers, his numbers, 2,151 yards and 15 touchdowns over the last two years. DeAndre Hopkins, 27, 37, and 18 touchdowns. And the Cardinals essentially got him for a second rounder and a guy they had to get rid of. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks for letting sports be a distraction. Everybody stay safe out there tonight. For Michaela Perkins behind the glass, I'm Luke Lipinski. You've been listening to The Rundown on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.